Hello listeners and welcome to Between the Leaves. I'm Hermina Burns, poet and educator, and I'm here with Ellen Van Nieven, writer and editor. In each episode of Between the Leaves, we will read a range of poems written by women and the gender diverse, including original works by Hermina and me. Each poem connects to a central theme. Today's theme is feminism. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge First Nations elders, past, present and emerging, as the traditional owners of the country we are speaking on and the first poets of this land. Our first poem is called Makeup Ritual by Joshua Jennifer Espinosa. This is not another feminist poem about the tyranny of Western standards of beauty. Or maybe it is. As a trans woman, I'm still not sure what I'm allowed to contribute to the topic. According to some, I exist only to reinforce gendered violence, my body a blade sliding up and down, the legs of real women, forcing its way under their arms and carving the language of misogyny into every surface. Wow. Who knew I had so much power? I don't even leave the house unless I've had time to build a world on my face and make myself palatable for public consumption. Is it so wrong to be afraid when I've seen what can happen when I've had it happen to me? In my life, there is nothing more beautiful than dissociating in front of a mirror and drawing perfect lines across the flesh, wrinkle to wrinkle, eyes rolling up into themselves, plastic pulling lashes into little curls. I live to cover my shadow with blood, to cake my entire image. For me, this means something like safety, like a hit of oxygen from a falling plane, The first time I saw my face made up, I couldn't help but cry it all off. What will I call myself now, I wondered. It helps to have a name, even though a name is a room you can never leave. Mm. It's such a strong, questioning poem. I love the honesty of this poem. I really do. I think it's such a generous poem for the author to have written. I agree. How did you come across her as a poet? I came across Joshua's work actually by teaching poetry. I actually had several trans students in my class and I felt like including works by trans women and trans men poets was a way of to make them feel comfortable and to feel like they were visible. Mm. Now I'm going to read a short poem written by my mother, Maria Van Nieven Curry. It's called Not Your Mother. 
I'm not your mother. You should be loved, upheld. I'm not your mother. This was to be told as it should be, as told in the books of mothers. Mothers sacrifice themselves, give pots of gold, fight the demons that attack, fight off the enemy. I'm not your mother. She would be bold, fierce, leave herself behind to make new roads for you to glide through, help you dance, roam the earth for adventure, unafraid, unashamed, to solo fly among other daughters, to seek the unseekable, this my daughter is for you. But I'm not your mother. What does this poem mean to you, Ellen? Mm, For me, it is a feminist act to read a poem by my mother. My mum is talking about the pressure on herself to be this kind of mother that solves all problems, you know, that, that socialisation of of the role that a mother, you know, the things that a mother is meant to do and the pressure that other mothers put on each other. Um, and, the, you know, the word sacrifice, you know, that, that, that really keeps coming up. When she first read this poem to me, I was like, wow, where did that come from? That's, that's so strong. I'm going to read two short poems now. The first one is called The Woman by Mary Gilmore. The Woman I am not very patient, yet patient I must be with him beside my pillow and the babe upon my knee. I am not very patient. I would have wings to fly, yet I am tied to the cradles until the day I die. One is a rocking cradle, sleep, babe, without alarms. And for the other baby, the cradle of my arms. Strange that I was given thoughts that soar to heaven. Yet I must sit and keep children in their sleep. Mm. Who was Mary Gilmore? She was born in 1865 near Goulburn in New South Wales. And I think it's a quite shocking poem for its time because you can feel the impatience uh, in the poem that the world for a woman is so limited and circumscribed by men and childbearing and children. She was a political activist and a poet and writer and she edited the women's pages of The Worker for 33 years. Mm, Wow, that's a long time. Uh, What's the other poem you're going to read for us? The other poem's a very short piece by Josie Stainsby and it's called Gynaecology. How can you, 
gynaecologist who studiously remain impregnable understand the human needs of pregnant patients. Yes, that says it all, doesn't it? (laughs) And it was written in a time when almost all doctors were male and all gynaecologists were male. And speaking to Josie about permission to read this poem, I asked her what the circumstances were and she said that she was feeling overwhelmed by masculine insensitivity when she was having a very difficult pregnancy. The next poem is by me, Queens. Read my terms and conditions. We all carry wars within us. There was a time where I was into perfection. I was outside myself. The spiritual work didn't get done. I learnt to fear fear. I buried mountains. I didn't know that I was just beginning. And all of our stories are really about finding a connection that will help with the pain. And that we all lead back to rivers and flow into sea and we breathe with our mothers and heartbeat with our grandmothers. Despite what is against us, we make excellent choices and are deserving of the fullest and warmest love. This is a time of night where we can ask ourselves how much would we do without fear? For our final poem today, we're going to hear Maxine Beniba-Clark read a piece she wrote for the Victorian Women's Trust. Maxine is an Australian writer and poet of Afro-Caribbean heritage and the author of the critically acclaimed memoir, The Hate Race. Hello, I'm Maxine Beniba-Clark and I'm going to be reading a poem I wrote several years ago titled My Feminism. The poem was inspired by an internet article or essay written by a woman named Flavia Zoldan and the article was titled My Feminism Will Be Intersectional or It Will Be Bullshit. And the article started out talking about a particular sign that was held up by a white woman at the Women's March, and the sign had really racial, racist undertones. And she goes on in this article to really articulate the problems or a lot of what I see as the problems with contemporary feminism in terms of its lack of intersectionality. Um, And so... When the Victorian Women's Trust contacted me a few years ago and asked me if I was interested in writing a blog post for International Women's Day, I wanted to write something that engaged with that original article and was my take, I suppose, on intersectional feminism. This is my feminism. The local women's march is pink-dressed, determined, alive, The cheering, chanting mass streams past the inner Sydney sights. A bold sign sent a crowd floating up on high says, 
I'll see all you nice white ladies at the next Black Lives Matter march, right? My feminism is intersectional, or my feminism is a lie. Half a million knitted pussycat hats walk angry calm on Washington. They chant, we're women, united, we'll never be defeated. My feminism is the black sister, white cap, fierce as, you know the one. There she is, nonchalantly sucking on a lollipop while wearing a hand-painted placard that says, don't forget White women voted for Trump. My feminism will be intersectional, or my feminism is done. My feminism does not feature in the suffragette credit roll. My feminism is not a scroll of the places and dates white women got the vote. Does not holler across the loud promo t-shirts that say, I would rather be a rebel. I would rather be a rebel than a slave. My feminism can love Emmeline Pankhurst for what she did and still roll its eyes at Emmeline Pankhurst's phrasing. My feminism can respect Jermaine Greer's legacy but detest her transphobic ways. My feminism will be critical and analytical and brave. My feminism will not reveal itself as white feminism at 13, queer feminism at 25, and POC or Aboriginal or First Peoples or disability feminism if you identify a ultra-left, a bleeding heart, a so-inclined. My feminism will always question. My feminism must get wise. My feminism will not claim that nuance is divisive. All feminism is flawed, but my feminism will try. My feminism would not anti-think piece Beyonce's pregnant glow because my feminism remembers the brown children bought and sold. My feminism slips unseen through bars and razor wire. My feminism will amplify the songs of the silenced. My feminism is pro-choice, but does not endorse Lena Dunham's abortion wish. My feminism says termination is not some kind of vintage girl-guide collar pin. My feminism does not shout down pro-lifers who shame abortion, then shame abortion grief or regret. My feminism will be kind. My feminism is complex. My feminism does not complain about middle-class childcare fees without campaigning for the women who childcare on a minimum wage index freeze. My feminism does not go smashing glass ceilings at the same time it builds glass walls. My feminism will be class aware or it will have no class at all. My feminism screams about equal marriage rights in the country where I live, while in the country of my parents' birth, corrective rape is still a thing. My feminism is fierce. My feminism crossed oceans. My feminism learnt to swim.
My feminism is uneased by unceded land, was sung by Audrey Lord, knows Wilma Pearl Mankiller. My feminism haloed Harriet Tubman and signed the statement at Kambahi River. My feminism says no woman left behind. My feminism says the strongest will go find her. My feminism's the underground railroad out. My feminism will ferry us all through the doubt. My feminism seeks to lift all women up. My feminism must be strong enough. My feminism is strong, fierce, burning, alive. My feminism will be smart, intersectional, and kind. My feminism is truth, that bold sign up on high. It's inevitably flawed, but will always try. My feminism will smash glass ceilings and walls. My feminism is wondrous and will elevate us all. You've been listening to Between the Leaves, proudly brought to you by the Victorian Women's Trust. For more information about this podcast, visit betweentheleaves.com.au and follow at betweentheleavespod on Instagram. You can also find out more about the Victorian Women's Trust via their website, vwt.org.au or follow them on social media at Vic Women's Trust. All of the poems you have heard today were handpicked by your hosts, Hermina Burns and me, Ellen Van Nieven. Our co-producers are Mary Crooks, Maria Shakuti, and Ali Oliver Perham. Between the Leaves was recorded at the Voice Plant in Brisbane, Squeaky Clean Studios in Melbourne, and mixed by Nicholas Pollock. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you.